Hey guys, we thought we would just hop on here for a few minutes and tell you how the trip went to donate to the tornado relief. Yes, we'd love to inform you. Because as we found out, nothing is as simple as you think it would be. So what our initial plans were, was we were going to load up the vehicle, which we did. And then we were going to take this stuff down to the two biggest hit cities, at least the ones that we knew about at the time which was Mayfield, where everybody is familiar. That's where the candle company was that, that was all over the, the news. So that was the, that was the big city that uh, everybody knew about. But then there was also Dawson Springs, which is about an hour, 15 minutes away, something like that. And coming from where we were coming, that was the first city we would have hit. So we had decided, after hearing how how bad the devastation was there also, that we were going to make two stops. So this initial load, we were going to stop in Dawson Springs, unload, and then we were going to rebuy basically the same things, uh, toiletries and uh, baby supplies, diapers, baby food, stuff like that, and then take it to Mayfield. Well, we we drive the three and a half hours, roughly. We get off at the exit, and we're about 15 miles from Dawson Springs. We're in a town called Erlington. That I had never heard of. Mm-hmm. Had you ever heard of it? No, I absolutely hadn't. Here's what we didn't plan on. We find out as we're on our way down there that President Biden is coming to the same two cities we were going to. <laughs> and if you know anything about presidential visits, they start closing stuff down and locking things up tighter than a drum. So it's like, okay, we're not going to be able to go to Dawson Springs, even though we're off on the exit. So we go into this little convenience store and I ask, you know, hey, can we, where, where would be a good place for us to donate this stuff and drop it off? I'm telling you, we were not prepared for some of the responses we got from people. Because first of all, everybody was so excited that everybody was willing to give and, and donate their time and what have you in these situations. So... They, you know, we tell them the dilemma. We can't really go to Dawson Springs. And they're like, you know, we got hit really hard here. And they start telling us stories of some of the catastrophic events that had taken place. Now, Erlington, like I said, was not even a town I'd ever even heard of. And the devastation there was pretty bad. So they tell us to go up the road about seven miles, a different road that's not leading towards Dawson Springs. So we wouldn't have to be interfered by any of the presidential stuff. And she said, there's a school up there, Arlington, uh, I believe it was middle school. And she said, that's, they were taking donations there. But she also said, there's a couple of other schools along the way. And if we run into those schools, they may be taking donations. So as we're on our way up, we run into one of those little schools and, and we stopped in there and they had a little set up outside the table with like just necessities that people would need and, and uh, people from the community were just coming up and getting what they needed, uh, obviously free of charge or just, you know, grabbing whatever they they need at the time. And uh, I had a chance to talk to the young lady who was the director of personnel of the schools. And she was telling me some of the horror stories that we just hadn't even thought about. She said, you know, she was, she said, I'll take the donations if you want me to, but then I'm going to turn around and take them up to the school. And I didn't want them to have to go through any extra effort, so we made a decision to just take it up there ourselves. 
And I think we was like four miles away. Yeah, something it like wasn't that too at far. this point, four to five miles. And as we were talking, this young lady was, you know, welling up, obviously, t- just thinking about all the stuff that's happening. She tells me that we're going to cross over a train track. And she said that there was a train on those tracks. And when a tornado came through, it actually knocked the train off the tracks and knocked it into residential housing there. Yeah. And that was crazy. She was telling us that uh, we were talking about Dawson Springs. Like I said, it's right up the road from there. And she said what a lot of people didn't realize is that with Dawson Springs, during the tornado, they lost 75% of the houses mm-hmm. that in, in that entire community. And she said 65% of the students of Dawson Springs were now homeless. And she started welling up a little bit. And she said, I, I really can't can't talk about it anymore. And I just gave her a big hug. And this is somebody I'd never met, obviously, and had only been talking to a couple of minutes. But I mean, when I was hugging her, she didn't want to let go. It's just, you could just feel the emotion in, in the, I don't know, it was hard to explain, but just the comforting level of just being there, I think just made her feel better. But mm-hmm. You know, these are, you know, schools that she knows a bunch of the students. This is a small town. Mm-hmm. And she knows, you know, most of the students back and forth and all the teachers. And just to know that so many people that you love and care about are devastated. But we leave and decide to go ahead and go up to the elementary school or the middle school, I say. And as we get probably two miles up the road, the road's blocked off by military personnel. And they won't let us go through. So they tell us another way to go around and get to the school, which if you're not from the area and GPS is trying to make you go the other way, this was a task all on its own. And we still, really at this point, we hadn't seen a lot of devastation ourselves because most of those roads were blocked off. Yeah. But we had seen a, a stretch where a lot of trees were down. I mean, like every tree was down. It was just kind of a weird, mm-hmm. a weird look. And we went around and we got to the, the school and they said that the school was set up like a giant grocery store. Just go in and get what you want. And when we got there, good thing, bad thing. Bad thing was they said they couldn't take anything that we had because the good part was they were completely full right Isn't now. Isn't that amazing? That's so amazing. But they told us a place in Madisonville where they were a central collection location where they were taking everything. It was an old Staples that uh, was no longer there, obviously. So it was completely empty inside, except for some shelving up on some of the walls. So we get there, and I mean, it was fire trucks from all over the place bringing merchandise. You know, they had like mm-hmm. their pull behind trailers and stuff loaded with stuff. They had forklifts, uh, just moving pallets of water around. And we pull up and they took everything that we had, except we had some, uh, uh, what would you call them, bags and stuff of, of blankets and stuff like that that were previously used, gently used, but they weren't brand new and they couldn't take anything brand new. So then we had to go find a, a location for those. Luckily, there was a thrift store right across the street, a Goodwill, that uh, was willing to take all that stuff. And they were in the, not not operating under normal guidelines. They were actually in give out mode as well yes as everybody which is. was so, which was nice because people could also go there for clothing and things mm-hmm. and blankets and things like that so it all went to still a good yeah. cause there 
So, like I said, our our initial thought was after unloading, we were just going to go back and reload the same stuff, diapers and formulas and, you know, toiletry, stuff like that, hygiene products. But while we were inside, you know, and this is might have been kind of the most heart-wrenching of all of it, as we're inside and, and uh, some representative from Hopkins County were in there helping us uh, unload and, and just talk to us for a little bit. They said what they really need is work gloves, tarps, chainsaws, and gas cards. And this is the part that, that's kind of a tearjerker is when you hear the words, they've called off the search and rescue, and now it's yeah. a cleanup. And you start thinking, there's still so many people that have not been accounted for. And they're basically saying at this point, they're all presumed dead. And when you hear that and you realize these are friends and family members, these people in the area, it just kind of hits you like, wow, you know, all these people, you're thinking about the people who need help, but you're not as much thinking that there are people missing still that family members are looking for that they've pretty much said, there's really nothing else we could do except for cleanup. Well, I, I pray to God that they did find some people still alive. Um, yeah, it was it was really heartbreaking. Um, they said that they was doing like a toy drive as well, and um, the one nice lady was like, well, we're going to get a tree and put it up in some central location. And she either said... That they were going to have the kids come like for like a big Christmas for the kids or they were going to have the parents come up there and get toys for their kids. I can't remember which one she said, but, you know, it was so nice that they were still trying to do that because, you know, these little kids have already gone through so much, you know, and be Christmas time and things like that. So they were, you know, really great doing that. And uh, so the kids can have a good Christmas and. But this, you know, it. Everybody was just so so grateful for you know all the donations. I know that KSR is still doing um, raising money for them out there. As of today, I think it was three eighty three eighty five three hundred eighty five thousand dollars they've raised already. Yeah. So um, I think the uh, the Kentucky Wildcats are going to be signing. A KS bar, um, and usually they get paid for that for signing autographs. But they decided instead of doing that, all the money can go to the tornado relief fund, which is amazing. And the University of Kentucky athletic uh, program did mm-hmm. a one day telethon, and they mm-hmm. raised over three million dollars. Yeah, and that just, but you know, I just, and even though this is a devastating thing that's happened. But that's where the part of giving comes in at this time of year. It brings people together. It does. And it's going to take, I just wish I could snap my fingers and rebuild the town just like that for them. It is going to take them years and years and years. Decades. Oh, God, yeah. West West Liberty, Kentucky had a tornado 10 years ago that wiped out the town, and they're still not completely back. It was 10 years ago. Yeah. So, um, anyway, we just kind of wanted to let you know what our experience, I did get some uh, video of some of the debris and stuff. Um, yeah, we we actually made a wrong turn twice, mm-hmm. and we ended up going down this stretch of road 
that wasn't closed off. And I mean, it was, mm-hmm. that road was devastated. Yeah. And we got some video of that that we'll actually put up at some point. But we, let's go back to where, so we finished up unloading everything. And once we found out what they needed, we went to Lowe's. Mm-hmm. We bought three brand new chainsaws. Mm-hmm. And then um, we took those to the fire department in uh, Bremen, Kentucky, which is in between the two cities that we were going to go. So we never actually made it to either one of the cities the initial plan was to go to. Well, which but, is, I think it was meant it, to be, yeah. yeah. But we ended up going to places that needed it. And we took those up to the fire department. They had a set up there uh, and over at the, the school where they had another set up to where everybody was meeting to try to get mm-hmm. out. But that's things that we wouldn't have thought about. I mean, we, where we were going to load up with the, the essentials, they had plenty of that stuff. Not that they won't need it eventually. Oh, of course they will. But, but right but, now, they but were... they needed chainsaws. They needed gas cards. Mm-hmm. And so what we ended up doing is uh, there's there's no gas stations there to get gas cards uh, anywhere in that area. That's how small this little place was. There's one gas station. The guy said in Bremen. So we took the the uh, up to the fire department. We asked what else they could do. Or we could do, rather. And uh, with the remaining money we had left, which was $360 from you guys, we took it down to Central City, which was about 15 minutes away. And we, they, the, all the banks there had set up a fund. And this fund was money that they could get out daily. So it wouldn't something that, like, if you call and, and give to a fund like the Red Cross or something, that stuff's not immediate. Where this fund, if they needed gas for something or if they needed to pay for some kind of uh, heavy equipment or whatever the case was, they were had access to this on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So that's where the rest of the money we had left. We went down and, and uh, went to the one of the banks in Central City. Yeah. So it was just meant money. for us to, to go that route. You know, I'm like, Jerry, I wouldn't have thought of chainsaws or anything like that, but they, they were definitely going to need them for sure. Um, I've never seen so much wood trees and you know just it's just i don't know it's just so heartbreaking but we really just wanted to get on here and say thank you guys we appreciate y'all so much for all that you donated uh from the group alexis and her family friends good friends of mine their family hopped on board and they gave us like five hundred dollars worth of stuff and it was a lot of stuff and we can't thank them enough for reaching deep down and and uh helping out so and so many of our podcaster friends oh my god so many of our listeners that Mm -hmm. jumped on and yeah you guys are awesome and amazing i'm so so proud of you and when they ask from where they came from you know i probably said this is from our fantastic group of hillbilly horror stories and we talked, you know, told them about the podcast and stuff, and they were just said they were so thankful. And but you know, you guys were such a uh, blessing in helping us get this out. And we can't thank you guys enough for coming through. Which you know, I I know that if we ask if if anybody can do it, you guys you know would be willing to help. And but we love you guys all so much. And just remember that's what Christmas is. The Christmas is giving and. And taking care of our brothers and sisters. And and keep this in mind also that not everybody can afford uh, to donate money this time of year. And those of you who couldn't do that, your prayers and positive vibes were every bit as important oh my gosh, yes. as the monetary donation. Of course so it is. we just want to let you know that we just appreciate any kind of support that you've given these guys and, and gals down in Western Kentucky, no matter how it was. Yeah. You guys are awesome our little angels that's what you guys are 
All right, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we just wanted to give you a good update on how everything went and so you would know step by step. Yeah. God bless you guys. And thank you so much.